We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. One hour from now, Elliot Shore Parks will play Jalen Hurts or later on in the show tonight. And we will get to a very important discussion of a job and a salary that Tucker and I were wondering about in the last break. That's coming up because we we got to solicit, see what people think on this. I, I mean, I have no idea the real answer, which is actually most things on WIP. I have no idea what the real answer is. We, we're going to try to come up with it, though. Before we get back to all that, though, I'm more concerned with the injuries and the coaching heading into the postseason. But I want to throw out a hypothetical. I, I threw this at Howard last night. It's some some kind of form of this question. But I'm... I'm actually, I wonder where the Eagles lie on this. And, and look, I don't have any control over this. The Eagles don't really have any control over it. You don't have any control over it. But they have both of their coordinators up for a job. Both coordinators are up for um, multiple jobs, actually. You know, and, and either or both or neither. But there's some combination here of, of one, two, or zero. Could end up leaving the Eagles this offseason to become head coach. Shane Steichen and, and um, of course, Jonathan Gannon. And... Let me, I'm going to put a hypothetical out there for everybody. One stays, the other one goes. So meaning this, let, let's just say you are someone who wants Gannon out of here. But that means Steichen stays. Or you're someone who's like, all right, well, Steichen goes, but then Gannon has to stay. Like if you can only keep one of these and the other one stays, who would you keep? Now, I think it's interesting because there's – I think anytime a team loses its coordinators, a good team, it is an issue because you have there's continuity factor. There's who you're going to elevate within the coaching staff. Can you get who you want? Um, especially when it's a play caller involved, as as Shane Steichen is on the offensive side. If I could only choose one of these two to stay, my answer is is Jonathan Gannon. I I I would rather keep Jonathan Gannon than Shane Steichen, and I'll, I'll tell you why. One, I think Gannon is a good coordinator. I, I think the the, the angst and worry and frustration about Jonathan Gannon. It's one of the silliest things we've done here over the last two years, especially this year. Like last year, if you weren't sold on Jonathan Gannon, you, you wanted to bring up all the good quarterbacks that torched them, that's fine. I probably retorted with saying something like, well, look at the players he had on defense. He didn't really have much. Okay, well, we'll give him one more year. We'll give him players, see how he does. They had 70 sacks. They were top 10 in points allowed. They were number two in yards allowed, number one in yards per play. He delivered. They gave him players. He delivered. His scheme works for the modern NFL. The players play hard for him. I'm in. And I'm not out there looking to go find another defensive coordinator. Once in a while, those guys flop. You bring a guy in, he stinks. you got to get him out in a year. The Eagles found someone, and I, and I like the fact that they have someone on that side of the football that can be left alone to be basically the head coach of the defense. I, I think when teams are successful, especially if the, off- if the head coach is 
strong on one side of the ball. Obviously, Sirianni's an offensive guy. It helps if the head coach could just leave that the other side of the ball alone. I, I thought Sean McVay benefited and has benefited in his career from having Wade Phillips. He's benefited from Raheem Morris, Brandon Brandon Staley a few years ago, he just kind of has left defense alone and done his thing on offense. That's benefited, you know, him. Same thing with uh, Sean Payton when he had Dennis, he's a Dennis Allen for a lot of years uh, as his coordinator. It benefited him. Like this, it, it's a benefit. You know, Bruce Arians, he just left Todd Bowles alone. Like all that stuff helps. I'd rather keep Gannon. As far as Steichen goes, I think he's done a nice job. I think we have to give him credit because he's the play caller and has been since Jalen Hurts' career turned around around midseason last year. But they do have a lot of internal options. I mean, Nick Sirianni, he calls it his offense. I mean, is it that hard for him to go back to calling plays? I feel like it shouldn't be. They also have Brian Johnson here, who has known you know Jalen Hurts as he was like four years old, is the quarterback's coach. It probably feels like he's ready for an elevation anyway. If I can only keep one of these coaches, you know, you tell me right now you sign up for one and he stays, the other one has to go. I would keep Gannon and I would say – you know, good luck and thanks to, to Shane Steichen for his two years of Philadelphia. 215-592-9494. Tucker, if you can only keep one, Steichen or Gannon, as I'm sure there'd be a, a party outside if Gannon ever did leave, who do you keep? I'm not a huge Jonathan Gannon fan. I think I've made that pretty clear. But if I had to choose one to stay, it might be him simply because if Shane Steichen left, there's a, an ecosystem in that coaching room that I think can survive him leaving, right? Like, Brian Johnson is very much the heir apparent, I think, for that offensive coordinator job. Nick Sirianni, even though he's kind of been hands-off on game day with the offense, he's still involved on a week-to-week basis and a day-to-day basis. Right. I think he would still be involved and maybe be more involved and maybe take his shot at, you know, calling plays again. I think the offense wouldn't have that big of a drop-off, whereas with Gannon... You could improve. You certainly could go out and hire someone like Vic Fangio or whatever, but I also think if he left, that would leave the biggest question mark on the team. Like, him leaving, I think, would leave a bigger hole on the coaching staff than Shane Steichen. Well, and also, what if you don't get a Vic Fangio? We don't, I mean, I know he's the name, and I brought him up before. He was at Eagles practice this summer. He, um, I believe he was hired as a consultant, some sort of consultant this past year by the Eagles, but there's no guarantee they get him. I mean, there's rumors out there Sean Payton wants Vic Fangio as his coordinator when Payton puts together a staff if he comes back this offseason. So you could be without a defensive coordinator trust. And there's also plenty of continuity on the offense. Like I almost look at the Eagles offense now as it's a, it's a well-oiled machine and it's kind of humming with the players. There's continuity. The offensive line has been together a while. They have their, they have their replacements kind of ready made with Cam Jurgens for Jason Kelsey. The receivers are all under contract. Uh, Jalen Hurts obviously not going anywhere. Meanwhile, defensively, there's going to be a lot of new faces most likely next year. I mean, think about it. Bradbury's a free agent. Uh, Epps is a free agent. TJ Edwards is a free agent. Chauncey Gardner Johnson is a free agent. Hargrave's a free agent. Fletcher Cox could be out of here. Brandon Graham's a free agent. So whoever the coordinator is got to work a lot of new players in, potentially some draft picks in the first round into a, into a defense that was really good this year. 215-592-9494. Let's discuss things. I'm more worried about the, in, the injuries and the coaching. And if I could only keep one, Gannon or Steichen, I am keeping Jonathan Gannon. I think he's the more important coach uh, for the Eagles. Hopefully to keep. I want Jonathan Gannon back next year, and I hope he doesn't get a head coaching job uh, selfishly for the Eagles. Tony is up on WIP. Hey, Tony. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, Tony. What are you thinking tonight? Man, you and Tuck, the Hall of Notes of WIP, you know, um, doing great things, you know? Which one are you? 
<laughs> well, yeah, am I Hall or Oates here, Tony? What do you think? Uh, I mean, you know, you guys go, but gotta gotta trade off. You know what I mean? Once in a while, you we know. might have to get that on a T-shirt. I think Tucker's getting the T-shirts printed right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you guys, look kind of I... like a young John Oates. All right, I'll be John Oates. I like that. Well, no, it's good to hear you guys. I mean, you get done a long day of work, and you guys have been uh, doing a lot of shows and uh, listening to you. And I think uh, I feel really good about the Eagles. I think they have a 70% chance of making the Super Bowl and maybe a 35% chance of winning it. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. And I think these NFL playoffs are going to be the best playoffs we've seen in possibly five to ten years because the matchups are absolutely phenomenal. Well, especially, Tony, the matchups that we could get, right? You know, we'll see. You know, chalk, mm-hmm. chalk doesn't always hold. There's upsets. But, Tony, if we get some combination of championship weekend with the Eagles and Niners in the NFC and then the AFC, you know, Chiefs oh. and Bills or even the Bengals, like those would be amazing games. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't understand. I think we're a little hoodwinked with the – are were they doing a Monday game now? I saw like they uh, are, yeah. They're doing so uh, Monday night this coming Monday is the Cowboys and the Bucks game. Yeah, that's just a little, it's a little something different. Uh, but I mean, I wanted to ask, I ask you guys something, and one more extra topic for you guys to talk to tonight. I really think that the NFC East quarterback wise in the next couple of years is going to be a thousand percent diff- different because. You know, Jerry's got a short leash. After seven years of Dak, eight years, if he doesn't get it done. They'll move on. You don't know what's going to happen with the Giants. You sure don't know what's going to happen with the Redskins. Um, I mean, I think uh, I think we're in for a lot of drama next few years for the quarterback position in the NFC East. What do you think? I think you're probably right. Uh, and Jim, we appreciate the call and um, appreciate the the Hall and Oates uh, suggestion here. I mean, I don't I don't think I look like John Oates. I searched young. I mean, am I wrong? John Oates has a mustache. You can grow a mustache. But but I don't have one. I mean, like when you they, when you say someone looks like someone, usually the some of the features, the stronger features. I mean, he's got a, a a pretty significant head of hair. I don't really have hair, and he has a mustache. Where are you seeing the similarities? Is my question. I don't know. I just I thought like if we had to pick, I, I would say you're you're John Oates and I'm Daryl Hall. Okay. I mean, I guess if if we had yeah, if there like was... if we went to the WIP Halloween party as Hall and Oates, you would be John Oates. There is not a WIP Halloween party. There should be. No, we don't have any parties around here. Like we, ha- I mean, that's not true. We have like some uh, luncheons they have in the office. We have meetings and get-togethers. Yeah, get-togethers. But there's not really a party like where everyone on like a, a we- like a Christmas party. Why don't we have that? I, mean, I don't know if there's an answer. Other we- people like Christmas parties here. You mean like people personally had Christmas parties with their friends or like the state? No, like remember that company had that big Christmas party here? Oh, you mean literally other people here in our building. Yeah, well, they use the floor we have up here. It's a nice space. I don't know, I'm just saying we should have a party. Um, as far as, you know, we're, the Eagles and, and the coaching issues they have and all that and and what our last caller brought up, I I think it's all fair. I mean, I, I think it's all fair to wonder about this kind of stuff and, and, and think about it. But the bottom line is this. When you think about where they're at, and, and to go back to the NFC East, right? So the, the quarterbacks, the NFC, is how much it could change the last couple of years. I think it could. I mean, Washington is always the team, aren't they? Right? Aren't isn't Washington the team that always? I mean, they haven't found a quarterback in, in in forever. They will have a new quarterback next year after this year of Wentz and Heineke and uh, and whatever Sam Howell last week. They will have a new quarterback. I would think next year the other three teams are locked in. I mean, I, I think the Giants probably re-signed Daniel Jones now after what he did this past season. And um, and Dak Prescott obviously be the Cowboys quarterback, but long term, 
Yeah, I don't think anyone other than the Eagles, you could say in two years, will still be their quarterback. You know, Jones will be there next year. I'm not sure if he's going to be there two years from now. We'll see if he continues to, to progress. Um, and could the Cowboys move off of Dak? I don't think it's going to be now, but yeah, if we go to we're close to year 10 of his career, he's year seven, next year will be eight, and they don't have playoff wins or multiple playoff wins in a year. Yeah, they'll move on. I mean, that's that's the NFL. Jim is in Haddon Heights. Hey, Jim. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good, Jim. What are you thinking tonight? Good. Just, uh, I guess we have a lot of time on our hands with the, with the, uh, the games that don't mean anything and the, uh, the bye week um, because I, I think – Kind of overanalyze, not overanalyze, but I think a lot of who do you think's the this way? Who do you think's the best in the NFC East? Who, who do you predict will win it all? In the, the NFC NFC? East or the NFC? Yeah, I'm sorry, the NFC. The NFC. I think the Eagles are going to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. I, you have a lot of people who say like they think the Broncos are probably going to take it, but yet at the same time say it's a disappointment if the Eagles don't. And it's like you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't. Like if you think the Broncos are a better team, they should win, you know. And um, I don't think they are. I agree with you, one hundred percent. I think the Eagles um, haven't had to press it really in the last few weeks. But when it comes down to a playing at home and having some people back, and who is going to be back? Is, is Maddox is not going to be back? Well, we don't. I mean, we don't know. I mean, Jim, that's part of the reason why the injuries worry me more than anything else. Is is we don't know. I mean, yeah, two weeks should help, but we don't know about Avante. We don't know if Lane Johnson can play through this thing. We don't know if Jalen's going to be closer to himself than he was. I mean, we think he should be better, right? Two more weeks. We don't know. Uh, Miles Sanders with the the knee brace. Like, there's a lot of we don't know setting into this thing. Yeah, I mean, probably a lot of teams have the same type of thing. It's the Jalen one that's really, um, really that's 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 uh, that's our, our eight. So, um, as far as coaches, who would I, I think you asked the question? Who would I rather keep? Yeah. Uh, I think people are really hard on Gannon, and I don't know why. Um, and I, I, I would keep Gannon, mainly also because Sirianni is also the offensive coach. He's an offensive coach, so you don't lose as much by losing the offensive coordinator, is my understanding. And then you go with Gannon because Sirianni is not a defensive guy. Totally right, and, and the offensive scheme and the and the and the. I mean, like you said, there the original play call of this thing, and Jim, we appreciate it, was Sirianni when when they started a year ago. He obviously handed it off to Steichen. There's also a an available coach out there that you would think could come run the offense, maybe seamlessly, and that'd be Frank Reich. I mean, is Frank Reich going to get a head coaching job? I don't know. He might. I mean, I know he's interviewing for the the Panthers job, but. Frank Reich feels like a real like for as much as we talk about Vic Fangio potentially being the defensive coordinator if they needed one. Frank Reich kind of fits that same bill on the offensive side. If Steichen gets a job, Frank Reich probably could come in here and be the coordinator, which would be so weird if they had multiple runs with Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator. It just doesn't happen where a guy comes. You think back. it would be weird working for his former offensive coordinator? Maybe a little bit, but it's kind of like, uh, does that kind of happen in the NFL sometimes? I don't know. Like, wouldn't it be weird like if middays didn't work out for you and you started producing for me in the evening? That would be weird. That would be odd, right? Yeah. I, I mean, also, time has to pass, right? Like, it, it'd be weird in the moment. No, it'd be weird. No, you're right. It, it'd be it would be a bizarre. But I don't think radio and football's they're coaches, right? They coach. And obviously he would be doing it. And it's only a half step down, right? Like you'd be doing it in an effort to get another head coaching job right. in a year or two years. 
Yes. And to also, if we're furthering the analogy here, I've never actually produced before. Like sometimes people go from producing to being on air hosts. That that happens actually very often. Radio. I that was in the path I took. Frank Reich was an offensive coordinator. Like to use the analogy, Frank was a producer. He could produce again. He was the Eagles coordinator slash producer in this silly analogy that we're bringing up. I've never done that, so it'd be weird for me more than maybe Frank Reich it would be. But th- that's available too. G- g- not that Gannon's irreplaceable, but Jonathan. G- Gannon is a good coordinator. There is no obvious replacement on this staff for him. They have had a really good year under him. They're going to lose a lot of players to free agency likely on this defense. They may have to assimilate younger players on this defense. I want John Gannon being the guy that could do it moving forward. Like I, I am, I'm, I'm happy Gannon's the coordinator. I've liked him for two years. I, I would just love for someone to explain to me why Gannon is so disliked. It doesn't make any sense. It, it just, it doesn't. You know, as we go through some of the people here in Philadelphia that were overly liked or over, or, or the opposite, right? Just like the, the perception didn't meet reality. And we, this happens. You know, I go back to, like, as much as I defended and liked Gabe Kapler, I always understood in the back of my mind, like, you know what? He, he doesn't relate to anybody. Like, the, the WIP listener can't relate to Gabe Kapler. I understood that. Do you get that vibe from Jonathan Gannon? I mean, I don't think... He, do I think Jonathan Gannon is is just like you driving home right now? I don't, but I don't get a sense like he's so different. Like he just seems like a regular NFL coach. He's more boring than anything else. Yeah, he's like, never said anything controversial. No, he's not like. Give me a Jonathan Gannon soundbite. Last year when he said that they didn't <laughs> play dime because they didn't have the personnel for it. Yeah, he just seems like a good coach. They play hard for him. They have good results. And he doesn't blitz. I mean, like, I, there's not, I've never heard him talk where I'm like, oh, this guy's a moron. I mean, Sirianni actually is, is more comes off as, like, goofy when he talks sometimes. Gannon doesn't. He also doesn't come off like he's smarter than the room. I, I don't – I. it's the one person here over the years I can't get the reaction other than we don't like his style, we don't like him. And I've said this for many different coaches, managers, and I always will. I don't care what the style is as long as the results are good. I mean, this is a results-based operation. I mean, that every, that's what sports are. I may agree with certain philosophies that think this makes more sense, but if the results are good, the results are good. And, and Jonathan Gannon's results have been outrageously good this season, and yet he's just, he's just not liked. It's, it's been one of the most bizarre things I've seen around here in, in a while. Uh, let's go to Mike, who's in Westchester. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What are you thinking, Mike? What's on your mind? Uh, first off, uh, shout out to the last caller. I, too, am afraid of the Broncos coming out of the a- NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, actually, I, the first time he said it, I, mean, I obviously we all knew he meant the Niners, but yeah. I, the first time he said it, I kind of was like, maybe I misheard that. And then by the end, I was like, does he really think the, not, the Broncos are in the NFC? But then I just I let it go. But, yes, I, I heard it, too. I heard it, look, too. Look, Russell Wilson had a rough year, but yeah, he could get hot in the playoffs. You Listen, never know. Uh, I, no one wants to go to mile high either. Tough place chair. to play. Yeah, Tough place to play. Uh, anyway, it's an interesting question, the, the Steichen and Gannon. And I'm not, I'm, I don't hate Gannon. I'm not going to say I'm his biggest supporter. But I would pick – I would want to keep Steichen, and, and I'll tell you why. If, I go back to that quote from Jalen Hurts uh, at the beginning of the year how he mentioned that, you know, he never had the same play caller two years in a row. Yeah. And, and, and you, made a, you made a good point. You said it, that the defense most likely is going to look different next year. So if the defense is already going to look different next year, if I lose the D coordinator and new guys are coming in, 
you don't lose too much continuity. But that, our offense is locked in for five years, which I love. And I don't know if I want to switch it up. I, I know Jalen likes it. I mean, AJ and Devontae have been great this year. I don't, what do you think about that? It's a really good point, Mike. And that, that when, I was, when I was thinking about it myself, and, and I chose Gannon, but when I was thinking about it today, I, I did – that what you, what you said crossed my mind because it, I don't think it's any coincidence that Hurts had his best year we've ever seen him you know and obviously in the NFL but maybe just the best year of football he's ever had with with the coordinator for back to back years I, I and I think a lot of people Mike laughed at that in the summer when it was like when it was a big topic but it, it turned out to be one of the most true things like he was more comfortable than the offense the the only thing and I think you're right but the only thing is if Brian Johnson is the next man up. Their familiarity might let that be not as big of a deal as we think. I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree. But I mean, look at look at Carson when Frank Reich left. I mean, he looked he looked totally different. So yep. I, I don't like. I said I don't hate Gannon. I, I I get why some people don't like him. I'm I'm not leading the charge of hate, but I'm also not leading the charge of keeping him. But I'll keep second. Thanks for taking my call, guys. You got it, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. Um, I think it's a really good point. You're right. Jalen Hurts never had the same play caller back to back years. He finally did. The guy was an MVP candidate. Like, and then to lose that coordinator, to lose that play caller, are we back to square one? I mean, I don't think Jalen Hurts would go back to where he was three years ago. I don't think he just like falls off a cliff because it's someone else in his ear saying to run the play. But there could be a drop off. There could be a change. Now, Brian doesn't Brian Johnson feel like it's kind of not the same as a brand new coordinator? I mean, he's known the guy since he was four. And he's here anyway. He's his quarterback's coach. That feels like a, maybe a workaround to it's a quote-unquote new play caller. You don't just get worried, though, because we tried this with the last head coach and internal candidates didn't always work out the best? They didn't. In fact, they, they usually they were, and they were part of the reason Doug Peterson isn't here anymore. Who are the, I forget some of their names. Their Mike Rowe? Not Mike Mike Rowe? Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. He was the wide receivers coach, then became the coordinator. Right. And he wanted to stay... And Lurie got him fired. Right. And that, then they brought in uh, you, that dude from the 49ers. Like, in my mind, I want to say Anthony Sanfilippo, but he's a media guy that covers the play. It's a long Italian name. It's, who's, uh, I'm, I'm mixing my signals here. What's his name? He's not the guy uh, that we, you know, friend of the show, friend of WIP. He's on with Jody a lot. He covers the Flyers. Anthony Sanfilippo, it's not him. But what's his name? Rich Scangarello. Scangarello. Rich. Do I have it? Yeah, Rich Scangarello. Yeah. That didn't work out either. No, it did not. (laughs) Yeah, Press Taylor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who isn't that Doug's offensive coordinator in Jacksonville now? Yeah, was it? Was Press Taylor the one that got bullied by Carson? One of, them, he, so. one of them he didn't listen. Wentz didn't want to listen to that, one of those guys. I mean, it was obviously it was a mess here. The coaching stuff was a mess with the coordinators with Doug for a while on the offensive side. Then didn't Doug, Doug won – in 2020, did they not have a coordinator? They didn't. Yeah, how was that Gangarello offense? Gangarello was senior offensive assistant, and so was Marty Morningwig. Oh, and then uh, Marty was the uh, one who was tasked with coaching Jalen. Right. Chris Taylor was passing game coordinator. Yeah. I think what did Jalen, Jalen had a nickname for Marty, like the wise old owl or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was the one that worked with him on the side that entire season. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. Gannon or Steichen, one stays, one goes. You choose. And what are you more worried about here? Is it the injuries heading into the postseason or the coaching? I'm more worried about the injuries because there's some significant players that we don't know. We just don't know how good they're going to be and how what they're – Physical limitations are going to be when we get to the postseason coming up next week at 215-592-9494. Coming up next, a couple things. I want to play something that Lane Johnson did.
for you because it's uh, it's very Lane Johnson-ish. And a very important question. Not sure why Tucker posed the question to me today, but I'm curious. I just want to know what people think on this. I guessed. I just, I, I'll give you off the top of my head guess. But Tucker asked the question, I think he may be applying for a second job. So we'll help him out. You help us out. We'll discuss. 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP. NFL wildcard weekends here. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forest Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with a with $150 of free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up promo code Gilio. FanDuel is all your favorite bets on the money line of points, spreads, to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Look, I'm going to take the Chargers right now, minus one and a half, two and a half, depending on where you find the number. But I'll, I'll take the Chargers to win this game, cover the short number in Jacksonville. And I also like Tampa getting the points on Monday night against Dallas. All on an app that's safe, secure, it's super easy to use. I really like the FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 of free bets, win or lose, with promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, Sports Radio. 94 WIP, Joe Giglio with you, Tucker Bagley behind the glass. Well, Hall and Oates as we come back here, as uh, we were compared with the Hall and Oates of WIP, according to one caller. All right, 215-592-9494 is how you hop aboard on this Wednesday night. Gannon Steichen, if I can only keep one, I'm keeping Jonathan Gannon around for next season. And I'm more concerned with injuries and the coaching staff and all this worry about the coordinators we had into the postseason. I think the Eagles have good coaches. I think they have good coordinators on both sides. And there's a reason these guys are up for head coaching jobs. They're not bums, especially Jonathan Gannon. I, I don't understand. I haven't gotten it really at all why people don't like Jonathan Gannon. It's bizarre. It's like he's just the whipping boy for this fan base. All right, we'll get back to the phones in a minute here. But a couple of things I want to throw out. One, so Tucker, what was this? Uh, Lane Johnson cut a wrestling promo? Before the show tonight... Tucker's like, you see Lane Johnson, he cut a wrestling promo. And I, I wasn't surprised. If you had to pick one eagle to cut a wrestling promo, it's either Kelsey or Lane. I mean, correct. there's nobody else that he could even do it. So here it is, Lane Johnson uh, being Lane Johnson. What the hell are you doing here in my house? 
You think you can just walk over and skip steps and do whatever you want? Philadelphia Eagles, 14-3, NFC East champs, bye week, big playoff game. Result, 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 result. But people forget the process, the steps, the steps, the next step, the next step. Much like when you get an MRI. Sometimes you have to wait on the result before you tweet it out to the world of something that's not meant to be true. The playoffs come through Philadelphia, but the WWE Golden title, that comes to me. So there's a. So who did he do that for? Was that just for fun or was that for. That was for the WWE. The WWE tweeted that out this morning. So does he have the title? So I had to Google it because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Apparently they're doing something where Snoop Dogg had a, a custom golden title made for him and it was stolen off his tour bus and they're doing a, a bit where it keeps ending up in the hands of different celebrities and they cut promos like that. Like, so, like Lane Johnson. So like Lane Johnson ended up with it. What what the part that was kind of interesting is him referencing MRI results that get tweeted out before you actually have the result. What did, did they, Lane Johnson have a big MRI recently that revealed that he supposedly had a torn adductor in his core? But does he not? That's the part that I found curious. The yeah. wrestling pomp and circumstance aside, putting in that people are tweeting out fake MRI results is interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean he. It was a bit, but was there some truth to the bit there? And what's interesting is, remember when the when the news came out that Lane had this was a torn abductor muscle, but he was going to play through in the postseason. Do you remember how the reporting went? Everyone had it at the same time, right? Everyone had the same right results or whatever. Well, I mean, just compare it to Jalen Hurts, right? Like when Jalen Hurts' shoulder came out, it was maybe a week. Some reporters said maybe two. Right. No one really knew for you know four or five days. Like even when that Wednesday practice came about, some people expected him to be there. With Lane Johnson, I think within 48 hours, everyone knew exactly what it was. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Was was there some truth? I, I don't know why that would have come out like that, but that, that was kind of interesting. 215-592-9494. Okay, back to the lines in a second here. But um, I'm starting to think that Tucker's uh, planning on taking on a second job here because he asked me a question earlier. So you want to know how much what profession makes? A bat boy. Like a Phillies bat boy. Yeah, like how much do the Phillies pay their bat boys on a, on a yearly basis? My guess was like fifty bucks a game. I mean, maybe I'm I'm told I have I have no idea. My my guess is fifty dollars a game to be the bat boy. Isn't it more of a ceremonial thing where you're excited to do it like a kid? Like is it you don't do it for money? I mean I don't think. Yeah, I mean I'm sure they if they put it on Indeed or you know LinkedIn, <laughs> they'd get a ton of responses. Yeah, from all the, our the demand is pretty high. All right. We'll throw this out there too. We could have some fun with this. How much do you think a bat boy makes. And we're not talking about like someone helping out at Little Leagues, you know, around the Delaware Valley. I mean, like the Phillies bat boys. How much money do they make? I, my guess is 50 bucks a game. I, I bet someone listening has done this, right? Like someone out there has probably been the Phillies bat boy for a summer. Oh, I'm sure. So they might know. I mean, if it was a long time ago, maybe. I mean, you age out pretty quickly. No one's ever had a Batman. <laughs> well, there has been a Batman. Yeah, would you automatically be out? How old are you, sir? My. Late 20s. Yeah, I think if you're older than like half the roster, you're out. Well, that's why my thinking is it's not much money because usually grown-ups need to be compensated more for their time than, than 
kids. Yeah, I just don't think I'd be able to take orders from Bryson Stott. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, you. I know well, you had a big double in Game Three of the NLDS. It's a big at bat. You're like the age of my little brother. I know, but that was a big at bat. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Lots of Eagles stuff to talk about, and and we need your guess on how much a bat boy makes for the Phillies. I guess fifty bucks a game, I and mean, maybe I'm. I mean, I could be totally off. I mean. I think it's it just sounds to me like Tucker thinks he could do this. Um, I don't think he could handle it, but we'll see what you think. Aaron is up on WIP. Hey, Aaron. Uh, how you doing, sir? I'm so sorry. How you doing? Good, Aaron. What's on your mind? Oh, okay. Well, uh, you asked. Um, I'm trying to get this. Well, you said the coaches or injuries. I'm more concerned with the injuries, man. Like you said, you got Jalen Hurts. We really don't know the severity of it. You got Lane Johnson, who hasn't touched the field in, what, three weeks? Mm-hmm. And he hasn't even practiced in three weeks as well. And then you got Avante Maddox in the boot, and he got Josh Sweat. And we're actually hopeful to get Josh Sweat back for the first playoff game, I'm hoping. Hoping. And, uh, and, and you might, and, and that might happen, Aaron. I mean, I, I think there's a, a chance he's going to play next week, but but we don't know yet. I mean, that that's like four or five key players that we don't know what they're, how they're going to be. Yeah, and then it's like <laughs> – I made a post about this about two, three weeks ago before we actually knew that Jalen Hurst was going to play because I felt like week in and week out we would get the same answer from, uh, you know, Sarah Ronnie. Uh, we're playing it day by day. We're playing it day by day. I'm like, oh, shoot. Man, this may be worse than what we thought it was, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, and then he came back and, and, he, and he, he played, but he wasn't himself. And then after the game, they're talking about how, how hurt he is. Exactly. He, he definitely didn't look like the Hurst that we all know. Mm-mm. And uh, I, I guess, like I said, that was a, that was an L and a W all in one, man. We got what we wanted out of the deal, and and we we, like, we still got question marks about Hurts. That's just how it goes for the time being. And you said um, Gannon or Steichen. I'm I'm keeping Gannon, and this is my reason why. After after Gannon first year as a coordinator, he you know he walked up to Howie or whoever it may be, and he told him he didn't have the right players for his scheme. He got the right players for his scheme. Now we got 70 sacks. We're you know we're top ten and yards given. So even even if we do have we have to let some players go next year, Gannon now has his say say so still after proving this year that that hey we, if we get this player we can make we can make the same thing happen from last year or, or close to it. Well, and there's confidence too, Aaron, that the scheme works, right? The plan, the idea works. And Aaron, I appreciate the phone call because of what they did this year, right? They, they'll come back next year with some of the same players, some new ones, but there's a there's a we, you wondered last year, like is this. this Gannon know what he's doing. He obviously has an idea of what he's doing. I mean, you don't have a defense as good as this one has been this year if you're just a complete dummy. His philosophy works in, into the NFL right now. And I, and I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get why people don't like this guy. 215-592-9494. Steve is in South Jersey. Hey, Steve. Hey, Joe. How you doing, man? Good, Steve. What are you thinking tonight? Well, before I, before I hit touch my uh, Eagles point, the Phillies flew under the radar this weekend with a big trade. What what you think of that? Yeah, you know what? It's Steve, it's it's amazing. I was thinking about this. If the Eagles weren't in the playoffs, definitely would have spent, you know, sometime Monday or or last night on the trade. It's um it kind of reminds me, Steve. I mean, it just—it's amazing how much they've improved the the floor of their bullpen compared to where it was a year or two ago. Like Soto's a guy that has had a lot of success the last couple of years, and he might be their fourth, their third or fourth most important reliever. But just like they just add another solid arm in there. Yeah, and then they picked up a guy from San Francisco too, who supposedly is white out too. It, it, at least with his miles per hour. He's right, right, the hard thrower. Yeah, and and the Steve, you the know, thing, the thing I liked about the Soto trade. I mean, I, I don't think he's perfect. He's kind of reminds me of Alvarado before they kind of fixed him, but. 
um, they didn't give up that much. Like, you know, Maton's a nice utility guy, and I like Veerling as a fourth outfielder, but they really didn't give up much at all. No, I like both those players, too. They, they, they really fit the culture and, you know, the whole, the whole daycare thing. But, you know what, those guys, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but they're those guys you can, you can replace them. Yep, oh, to definitely, but, yeah, definitely. But, but on, to, on to the Eagles. The hate for Gannon, I think, comes down to two things. One thing, he's not named Jim Johnson. You're probably right, Steve. I mean, I, I think there's like a um, like we we can't get over that. Like we there's the and and you know what's unfair? I think it's unfair to Gannon and the next coordinator. The league has changed, right? Like the, the, this guy's playing defense the way you have to in in the modern NFL. Jim Johnson played it for the way it was at that time. Yeah, and you know the people you look at it and statistically they surpassed San Francisco as the number one rated defense. Yeah, they're probably sixth and seventh in points allowed, which is still pretty damn good. But you got the number one defense, and he actually, when he didn't have the pieces last year, he didn't do that badly. But you know, people don't look at the big picture. I don't think when you when they started out, they had the new pieces. The pieces started to meld together. Once they got to a point, three, four games, and he started getting really aggressive. They were taking the ball away, and then what happened? Uh, Chauncey Gardner, Johnson went down, Maddox went down. Well, now, now you can't blitz as much because you've got backups in the in the secondary. Well, and you can't play as much man either because you're worried about getting right. beat over the top with Josiah Scott or Blankenship or those guys. So, so I, I, and and it's not a slight against against Spiken because he's done an outstanding job too. But I think people, you know, for me, I'm one of the complainers about he needs to run the ball more. How many? He was, he's the guy who called two run plays and a half against, uh, I forget who it was last year. Oh, Dallas. Yeah, that was early in the season. And, and so that, that yeah. actually was Sirianni before the switch happened, right, when Steichen oh, took yeah, over. Okay. But, that, but that, you're right, that happened. They, they did, as an offense, have, what, two or three running plays in an entire half, which was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, either I'd hate to lose either one, to be honest with you. I think, I think they've both done a phenomenal job, but I, I think I'd have to stick with Gannon because he, he's just – they're the number one defense, and people can say, "Well, you know, you got the pieces, but you still have to put them in a, in a position to make plays," and they're doing that. I mean, yeah, well, kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, and it does. I mean, that, you don't you don't get to those kind of numbers. And Steve, we appreciate the phone call without doing something right. It's funny. Our last, so Steve just mentioned they need to run the ball more, and they have passed it a lot. I think more the last six or seven, five or six weeks than maybe before. The Eagles this year rank twenty seventh in the NFL in pass percentage. They still run the football percentage-wise way more than most teams. Now, they've had a lot of leads late in games. So. Yeah, I mean, they're third overall in, in rushing attempts this yeah. season. They do run the ball a lot. Now, a lot of that is Jalen Hurts, too, which kind of throws the statistics off because they might call a run and the, or call a pass, and he runs. Um, I, so I got a message here saying I'm way off on this Bat Boy stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We um, message here saying that Bat Boys have a lot of responsibility pre-game, and they get tipped, too. I'm guessing $250 a game plus tips. I mean, if that's the case, we're losing Tucker. If that's the case, you will find me down in the away dugout next year. That's, a, that's I mean, 750 that's 750 for a weekend series. I mean, if you think about it, like if you're a caddy at an upscale country club, you get a lot of tips, right? Of course. You're in a dugout with like 28 guys who are in their mid to late 20s, early 30s, all whom are you know multimillionaires 10 times over. Like you're telling mm. me Bryce Harper 
isn't tossing you a $50 bill if you get his bat up correctly? They probably are. I mean, I, I don't doubt that. Also, has tipping changed in the era of Venmo? No one carries cash anymore. Like those guys in the Phillies clubhouse, you're right. They're all they're all rich. Do they have $100 bills on them? Like can Bryce Harper, or does he have to like Venmo the kid? Do you feel like I don't like when people give me cash? I find it to be a burden. So here's my thing with cash. I forget I have it. I never use it. Like I have cash in my wallet. I mean, just a regular amount. It will sit there. Like three months from now, you say you have any cash. I'll forget I have any. It's the same, I don't know, couple $20 bills that I have right now. Yeah, like until I go to the beach or I go to a cash only place. It's going to stay in my wallet. Yes. I think – so 250 is is the guess we have going now. It's like the price is right here. I, I have 50 bucks a game. We have a listener saying $250 a game. What's the number for you to leave WIP flat? I think if it was over 100 I would consider it. I think, I think it would be hilarious if you – I mean, obviously you're, you're not a child. You were a bat boy next season for the money. Like that would be – the funniest story. Producer I'm here strictly for financial reasons. Yeah, producer leaves WIP to be Philly's Bat Boy, did it for the money. Let's talk to Ron, who's in Overbrook. What's up, Ron? Good evening, fellas. Hey, Ron. How y'all doing? Good. What are you thinking tonight? I'm thinking that Gannon has to go because we've seen what Gannon can do with no players. You're basing it off of what he's doing this year, which is great, but last year he stunk. And then also, when he goes against good quarterbacks, he gets torched. Like who? Constantly. Like who? Like like um, like a Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. They like, they they dominated Kirk Cousins this oh, we season. We did dominate Kirk Cousins, but still. But you know, you know. Listen, Gannon. I, I wouldn't keep Gannon, especially with with half of our defense going next year. I don't trust him to be able to develop a young crop into a good defense. I don't trust him. He has to go. Well, I mean, T.J. Edwards progressed under him, right? Young player? Yeah, a bit. A bit. A bit? I mean, the guy's... Yeah, a little bit. The guy, I think he led the NFL in tackles this season. He's a good player. That's true. Okay, one player. Well, I mean, how many young players they give him? I mean, that, I think your point is... Kobe Dan has been sitting there and not doing anything. But, what? but he's because he's not as good as the guys they have. He should be. If he's, he's a, being developed properly. He's a third-round he's a third-round third pick. I mean, what, what do you want him to do? Play from day one as a third-round pick? <laughs> Third that's rounder. What we, that's what we thought, though, didn't we? Well, I know. We got a little excited for a third round pick. That, <laughs> right, we that's did. for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, that's all I want to say. Speak to what Jonathan Gannon does when he doesn't have good players. But what does any – and, Ron, I get that. But what does any – this is my favorite thing. This is – that might be my favorite. I just don't like Jonathan Gannon. Watch this excuse. What does he do without good players? What does any coach do without good players? I mean, like, let's seriously – well, you know what? I don't know about this offense coordinator. I'm going to give him a bad quarterback. Then we'll learn about him. I mean, what? How many coaches out there you have say? Well, what do they do without good players? I mean, like two or three, the Belichicks of the world, the the Kyle Shanahan's. When it comes to quarterbacks, they can elevate. How many of these coaches exist out there? I, I just what do we? Sometimes simple is best. Jonathan Gannon's defensive philosophy is very simple. We're we're gonna play. We're not gonna get beat over the top. We're gonna send four, send four, and if they get, we're gonna get home that way, and we're gonna put seven in coverage. That works. It has worked. Really, considering their talent last year versus this year, I think it's worked for two years. It was okay last year. They, they didn't have much talent. It's been quite good this year. They have good talent. It's the it's the most bizarre thing. Like we gotta get over the Jim Johnson, Buddy Ryan thing. Like we the the, the NFL has changed. 
This is the way to play defense now. The Eagles just had one of their best defensive seasons ever, and we're, and we're saying, ah, oh, let's get rid of the coordinator. It's just silly. Travis from Washington Township, he, uh, he's up on WIP. What's up, Travis? Hey, good evening, guys. How's everything going? Good, Travis. What are you thinking? Uh, you know what? I mean, as the season's progressed here, um, it's sort of become an all-in um, year for me for the Eagles. Like the, it's, it's now Super Bowl or bust. I mean, I know that we, we sort of see some of the 2023 opponents that have been finalized, and if you look at that schedule, it's not going to be a cakewalk. I mean, we play a very tough uh, AFC division this year, a lot of high-powered offenses, and so which leads me to believe that you probably got to keep Jonathan Gannon. Um, and again, I'm not a hater. Um, I think he's done a very good job, but you can't change everything and expect him to be able to shut down the Buffaloes, the Kansas Cities, um, great offensive minds like um, San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, um, things like that. So I think you got to keep some type of familiarity with the players you do have on defense, although there's a large turnover. Uh, but you got to keep some type of consistency. I don't think if you're playing those teams, you have enough time in preseason to learn under a whole new coordinator and then expect to win games. Yeah, Travis, I agree. You're right about the schedule. I mean, a lot of things are pointing towards they have to strike while the iron's hot this year, right? They're, they're going to lose a bunch of free agents. They're probably going to pay Jalen Hurts, which changes the salary cap around. Um, the schedule will be tougher, tougher AFC teams. And then we all know that no one's won this division in back-to-back years, you know, in, in basically 20 years now. So it, it kind of all points to they probably won't be as good next year. I mean, I don't think they're going to fall off a cliff and go back to seven or eight wins. But, you know, if next year they're nine and nine and eight or 10 and seven, you know, would that or 11 and six, would that shock anybody? It wouldn't shock me. Absolutely not. And I mean, again, this list is tentative and you don't win, you don't know when you play who, right. but, and, and that's, that's factor in that all these teams are as good as they were this year, right? Obviously we've seen teams sort of fall off. Um, but looking at what's ahead, I mean, it's, it's even more, I feel like paramount at this, at this, this, this time that it is, it is time to win the Super Bowl. We can't hang our heads on. Ah, uh, you know what? We'll be back there next year. You know what I mean? So, oh no, no! It's it's it, you're right. It is. It's not not a now or never, but this is their best shot. Like for all things considered, this is their best shot. Travis, how much do you think a Phillies bat boy makes? <laughs> I I've been wondering the same thing. I went to a lot of games last year, um, and you brought up a good point with the tipping and things like that. But I mean, inflation, right? I I think maybe upwards of two hundred dollars a game. I, I would think. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a, all right. That's a good guess, Travis. We appreciate it. 200. So we've now, the last two guests are 200, 250 bucks a game. Feels heavy. I mean, it feels like a great job. Now, remember, you're only working 81 nights out of the year. Again, plus postseason. Also, remember, this is mostly for children, right? They're not, they don't have to like support themselves. This is, this is like the coolest, best summer job you're going to have if you're, I mean, how, I, I don't even, I've never really thought about it. Like, how old are they? What's the youngest? I think you have to be 14 or 15. Okay, that, that makes some sense. Remember Dusty Baker's kid got, like, run over wow. in the World Series? He, we almost lost Dusty Baker's kid in the World Series. Like, J.T. Snow saved his life. He, like, picked him up as he was crossing home plate. Yeah, he pulled him away in the uh, Giants. And I think I was around Angels the World same like, I was, like, seven years old, and at that point I lost my dream of being Philly's bat boy. Oh, you saw that happen and realized it was over for yeah, you? Yeah, like, when, like, I think the next day Bud Selig said, like, you have to be 14 or 15, like, that offseason, and... That was it. I was out. But 
but you're way over 14 or 15 now. I am now, yeah. Yeah. So what we're well, tra- I mean, you know what happens when we age? We lose sight of our dreams. Well, that well, that's why we have this conversation to bring you back to that. All right, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard here. Um, we've got a lot going on tonight. Gannon or Steichen, pick one. The other one goes. I'm keeping Jonathan Gannon here. I just I, – I there's I can't remember the last time there was a coach this successful in this town that got just beat up like this. It's it's remarkable. I mean, Jonathan Gannon is three games away from helping them win a championship, and everyone or not everyone, a lot of people think he stinks, and it just doesn't make any sense. It's just it's very odd to me, and I don't get it because I don't think his personality rubs people the wrong way. It shouldn't I mean he's kind of bland. Um, I just think he's a good solid you know, modern defensive coordinator that has the right philosophy and the players obviously play hard for him. That works for me. I don't need much more than that. Uh, this town seemingly just, just it's weird. I, I find the whole thing bizarre. And then of course the biggest worry, biggest concern, it's injuries. I mean, they got four or five guys that are key players between miles and lane and Jalen. I mean, number one, Avante sweat that we have no idea where we're getting out of these guys in the postseason. We hope they'll all play and be back. And I'd say three or four of them definitely will. But will they be themselves? I have no idea. That's my biggest concern. Not this coaching business. They'll be fine on that end. 215-592-9494. When you call in, give us your guess how much a Phillies bat boy makes. Tucker wants to apply for the job. Uh, Elliot coming up. We'll play Jalen Hurts or next hour. All coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.